Hello and welcome to Mike's Camera Action. I'm Carl. And I'm Alex. Hello. And sorry for not having an episode up so, uh, like, not sorry for missing a week. I was deathly ill, but we're back. And yeah, you were fully sick. And, and by fully sick, I mean in bed. <laughs> but we're still doing John Wick. Yeah, no, we're, we're talking about a near in while. So we, we did do number three a couple of months back with me and Gavin. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. But was this the first time you'd seen John yeah. Wick? Yeah, I'd seen John Wick, and then I was reading about it, and I mentioned, and like the Wikipedia article mentioned it was a noir. And I thought about it, I was like, you know what? They're correct. Okay. This is a correct description for John Wick. It's a neo-noir. So, so when I first saw this movie, I didn't think noir the first time I saw it. I kind of get it now. Yeah. But do you, you, do you want to go into like what makes this film, uh, why, why, why this film would qualify as a noir film? So there's a lot of, like, the lighting is all noir. Like, mm. there's a lot of hard shadows, people being, like, half in, half out. Um, some of the camera angles are reminiscent of noir with, like, some strange angles. And, like, John Wick himself, you'd argue, is hard-boiled. Nothing phases him. Very true. He's like Sam Spade, but, like, on crack. And he killed a man with a pencil. A fucking pencil. Yeah, yeah, like he, he's a hitman, so like he doesn't mm. really care. But he's, but like you can tell that he's got some good in him. My favorite interaction this entire dog. movie, no, not just the dog. My favorite interaction in the entire film is right before he goes into that nightclub. Yeah, and there's the guy out the front who he just sticks a gun to and says, "Hey, it's good seeing you again." And the guy's like, "Mr. Wick, how are you? Good, to, <laughs> good, good seeing you too." And he's like, "Did you lose weight? Yeah, sixty pounds." Why don't you take the night off and just lets this guy leave? Yeah, so that that's the thing. Like he's not heartless. Yeah, that I th- I feel like that that's like his save the cat moment. Yeah, sort of like the moment where after the dog, and it shows us that he's still not completely heartless. He's yeah. sure enough he's just killed fifty people in this film, but he's not a complete monster who's willing to murder indiscriminately. No, like he's got some morals. You've also got uh, Perkins, who was a femme fatale. Yep. Um, you don't you don't see her much doing that in the film. No, not at all. But she, but she, but from what you gather, she fulfills the stereotype very well. Okay. Yeah, everyone operates in the shades of grey. And the other thing that I really like about John Wick is everything is weirdly blue. Okay. It's unsaturated, but mm. it's got like this weird blue tint to it. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like especially in the outdoor scenes, it's like someone didn't set their white balance correctly, and it's just. Someone said they're white balance indoors and they're shooting outdoors, so it's everything's blue it, and they're it's like, that, eh. it's that tungsten setting on the camera. Yeah, they just set the t- camera to tungsten and yeah. it's just blue, and you're like, all right, mm. there's a roll. Which is a good way to do like nighttime sequences, is to you know add a blue tint to the uh, to the visuals. Is yeah, what I know, but this is even in the in. day. But like everything yeah. is like a real faded color. Mm. That's the other thing that really struck me about this film is that like there's nothing really pops out to the eye. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I can totally agree on a lot of that. You know, it it does have a lot of very similar tropes. That's yeah. for sure. And the other thing I like about John Wick is John Wick is further proof that noir is not a genre. Yeah, noir is a style. Okay, because all these things are stylistic elements rather than. It, um, it's got nothing to do with the plot itself. Yeah, it's, it's got, more to do with like the character, the yeah. setting. Yeah, and that's so the film itself is an action thriller, unlike the most noirs, which is which are detective films or there's some sort of investigation or something yeah like la confidential that was a detective film yeah but at the same time it's 
there's also this all this other stuff going on. Whereas like whereas Maltese Falcon was just straight detective film. Mm. Although to be fair, we also didn't do Double Indemnity, which isn't a detective film. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just about a guy planning a murder. <laughs> Planning and executing Ex- a murder and insurance fraud. Yeah, and insurance yeah. fraud. Getting it, it's a very that's a really interesting crime film. That one. Yeah, I I enjoyed Double Indemnity Cause, quite a bit because the main crime they commit here isn't the murder; it's actually the insurance fraud. Well, that's the thing that gets him in the end is the fact that like the murder, they both get away with scot free, and no one can yeah. contest them on this. No one can put pin it on Walter Neff, whereas the insurance fraud leads right back to him. Yeah, he gets. Done in. Like, yeah, that's the thing that gets them both killed is the fact that they committed insurance fraud. Yeah, but um, Double Indemnity is also a good one, really good to watch. Yeah, it's, it's very dark stylistically. Yeah, like some of the scenes are shot, and you're like, what? What I, happened? I, I think that one's a great example, even of like stylistic film noir, like yeah. especially the shots in um, I can't remember her name, but in that house is yeah, you know, with the amount of smoke and light going on. It's oh great. yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. Um. But yeah, John, no, Wick. Jo- John Wick is a neo noir. I, I I want qu- I have a question now yeah. that you've, now that you've seen this film. What's your favorite sequence in this movie? My favorite sequence. Yeah. Uh, oh. Because so so I want to talk about this quickly while while you think on that. Something that's very clear about this film is that it's directed by a stuntman, because everything is done as much as they can do is done practically. Also, the guy who directed this film was Keanu Reeves's stunt double on The Matrix. Oh, really? Yeah. Was he his stunt double here too? Or? No, no. He was two pieces behind the camera going, oh, yes, do this. Um, but And the thing that more than anything in, th- in this entire trilogy shows you that, like, ah, yes, I can tell this movie's directed by a stuntman, is in the second film, they double down on the... Se- at, you know the end sequence to this where he's driving around in his car, like, shooting dudes as he go pa- goes past, J-turning? Yeah. There's a scene where he takes out an entire group of dudes with the car. Like he's going around power sliding into people, <laughs> revert, like just flipping around, doing all this kind of stuff in a muscle car, and that's how he takes down a, like a gang of guys. So they really ramp it up, and that's how you know it's done by a stunt guy because they're just like, how can we use something so unconventional in order to yeah. like fight a battle? Yeah, I didn't mind the scene in the club where like you start off and he's taking everyone out, and then everyone realizes he's there and just becomes a massive gunfight. He rams gun fight. through a towel rack, and then everyone's like, oh fuck, it's Wick. Yeah. I didn't mind that one. Um, oh, this is, I also like the bit in the church yep. where he just sets everything on fire. Yeah. And the priest is like just crawling away. <laughs> you know what bothered me about the club? Place. Yeah. One of the one of the waitresses at the club walked into the pool while wearing shoes. What? Like just casually walked into it? Or? Yeah, she's like wearing boots, holding wine, or like oh. holding champagne. And she walks in. Not like boat shoes, like waterproof shoes, that kind of stuff. Some just sort like of boots. Some, oh, no. Like, <laughs> They're going to be sodden. I was like, cool, this is a weird foot choice because she's also like wearing the bikini. And then she walks in and I'm like, I have to assume that's intentional, but my God. <laughs> like, this can't be pleasant for anyone. <laughs> hey, man, you don't want to slip with those glasses. You know, no. kind of glassware in the pool. No, no glassware in the pool. I don't know why they just don't have cans. Don't have cans? Cans of champagne, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I love my, I like drinking my wine from a soda can. You know, it really lets me use my. Large hand gestures. <laughs> I like emoting with my hands. Yeah, you can't do that with a wall. You can't do it with a glass. You got to do it with the can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's just a thought. I, I, I really like the club sequence, and they kind of use that a lot, these sort of club sequences where it's like loud pumping music, yeah. bright lights, like this really confusing saying for a shootout. Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of Collateral. 
which my favorite scene in Collateral is the club shootout where they're like yeah. going to this club and there's just that pumping like Korean dance music. Yeah. Um, it's Actually, the deal. The one thing I do like is everyone's reaction is Vigo's reaction when he first hears about John Wick. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> this thing was like, oh, Baba Yaga, the boogeyman? No, he's the one you get to kill the boogeyman. He's that bad, huh? You afraid of the fucking boogeyman? You should be, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and you actually start wondering, like, what? Who is John Wick? Yeah. it. The first one does that really well of like, what the fuck did this guy do? Yeah. Like, they build up that mystery. The second one goes in further. And the third one has one of the coolest, th- like, my favorite thing in the entire trilogy is that they put out a hit on John Wick in the third movie. So every hitman, sudden, like all these people in this sort of continental yeah. society start realizing John Wick's got this, ma- like it's like a $15 million bounty on him, like this massive bounty if you kill John Wick. And everyone decides, I'll fucking kill John Wick. I don't give a shit. I'll try it. And you have a whole bunch of people who are like, this is their celebrity. Like this is the equivalent of getting them an opportunity to meet like, some big A-lister celebrity like, oh shit, I can meet like some... Like, I can meet Keanu? Exactly, like I can meet Keanu Reeves, I could meet George George Clooney or Brad Pitt, like whoever the fuck, like this massive movie star, except he's a hitman and they're all trying to fucking off him. So there's one sequence like right towards the end where he's in a knife fight with these two dudes who are like, before, like they whip out their knives and then go, by the way, it's a real pleasure to meet you, Mr. Wick. I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. I love your work. <laughs> and then they just start fighting, the, and then they start trying to stab the shit out of him. It's brilliant. Oh, I also that reminded me of one of the things that I reckon is like the most one of the most one of the more brutal things in the film. Mm-hmm. It's at the start where like the guy pulls a knife and they're like wrestling, and then just Wick just starts hammering it yes. in with the palm of his hand. Yes, it's no stab. It's just hammer, hammer, hammer. Yep. The, the knife fighting in these films is super brutal. Yeah. And they do it a lot. I didn't realize that it was directed by a stuntman, but yeah. like thinking back on like all the stuff that happens, there's yeah. no other way that it's done they, without a stuntman. They do as much as they can practically, like yeah. without actually causing danger to their star yeah. actor, which he does a lot of. He yeah. actually, there's there's a lot of really cool behind the scenes footage of them like running him through the sequ- running him through the scenes and they've got him out like on a replica set in like a firing range. And they just give him, a, like, you know, they just give him, like, the ha- a handgun and, a, and a, like, assault rifle and say, go ahead and run the scene. So he's running around, like, point shooting, and the guy's pretty damn scary at it. Who? You know? uh, Keanu. Keanu. Yeah, he's a terrifying shot. Like, you should see him, like, going, oh, switching your pistols faster than reloading. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, the one thing I have against is, like, I saw recently, and it, it now it bothered me after, what, like, watching that. Oh, no. Was, um, cor- you know, Corridor Digital? The name rings a bell. They're a gr- they have a YouTube channel where they do like very VFX okay. heavy stuff. Yeah, but they have a um, they have a second channel where they uh, called Corridor Crew where they sit down and watch like scenes from films and say being VFX artists themselves, they break down the VFX elements of a scene. Yeah. And they had an episode where they were talking about the first scene in John w- uh, the first shootout scene in John Wick, like that moment half an hour in when they're like, all right, now I need you to kill John Wick before he murders my son, and they go to his house. Yeah. Where the one, like, those, everything in that film, amazing, but the one thing that now bothers me is the muzzle flashes. Oh, why? Um, they don't have, like, the flashes themselves aren't super well done. Yeah. Where they're a bit small. Like, muzzle flashes should only be on frame for, like, on the screen for one frame. Whereas these ones are on screen for one frame and then fade out over the next frame, which they shouldn't do. Like, they're still there and they no. track to the gun, which they shouldn't be tracking to the gun. And there's no gun smoke. So they can't, that kind of fixes later on in the films, 
But yeah. in the first one, it's kind of like this prevalent thing of like, oh, that's a bit like not great. They still have like the effect of like the light flashing on the walls, yeah. which is um, like, you got to have that. Yeah. But, um, so one thing I recommend people check out is they did a video, a follow up to that video where they called like, um, we fixed the VFX shots in John Wick. Yeah. Where like a lot of them just sit around and, like, you know, try and tweak little bits and try and make like, you know, it just a bit more, just a bit more punch to them. But one of the members of the team went right all the way to, to 11, where it's just like every time he pulls the trigger, it's like a fucking mortar going off. <laughs> like he goes, bang! And just like, he'll, he'll, he composites in like explosions. He puts in um, like just blood effects everywhere. There's that moment where he comes right near the camera firing a shot and then the lens of the camera cracks. <laughs> and you, you know that one scene where he, um, where they're like, there's these two, like him and another guy are leaning up against this one wall the guy shoots yeah. through it and then he ducks and fires into it. Yeah. When he turns around and fires back, it just ex- the entire wall explodes. <laughs> and there's a moment where like he throws the guy through the glass wall and shoots him. Instead, it just the guy puts it in so it goes like his pistol goes fully automatic as he turns around. <laughs> I just recommend you watch that scene. It like that one video. It's fantastic just for that part. It's All beautiful. Right. Where he's just like, holy shit, these aren't guns, these are mortars. <laughs> like he destroys his house in that it's brilliant alright fair cop um, yeah. but yeah no there's a lot of I really enjoy this yeah. like it, it's fun to watch oh yeah definitely These, um, it's something that I had like before jo- the first John Wick came around it was kind of like a bit of a lull in the sort of yeah. like at least for American films just a pure action movie that's like yeah. fun to switch off and just enjoy for the like flashy lights and the yeah. action they're hard to do well. It is. It is very hard to do well, especially like in sort of this very VFX heavy world. A lot of weird. You can do a lot of weird stuff with VFX. Yeah. Um. So the idea that like this is all very practical and most of it's just as as much as it can be practical is practical in this film. Like you know you watch the first shootout and he's and he's doing all that. Like he's running through grappling yeah. these guys. And there's fantastic, like this is fantastic fight choreography. Like those oh, yeah. clubs, those club shootouts are incredible. Yeah, and, and especially like they do a lot of tricks that I hadn't seen before in these films. Like what? Um, just like small stuff as far as like you can do with gunplay. Like there's a part where he peeks around a corner and shoots a guy in the foot, so he stumbles forward and then shoots him in the head as he comes from around oh, the, yeah. co- the the column. Just the parts where he's like, there's a lot of him grappling with people and shooting other people in the same scene. Like yeah. there's a lot of. There's a, it, it, it does have that very, like, stunt person type deal to it where there's a lot of action going on simultaneously yeah. of, like, three people rush into the room as he's, like, struggling with one person. He'll shoot one guy, shoot this guy he's holding, then uh, throw him back, shoot the next guy. Like, there's yeah, so I, much I of that. I like that they didn't go, they don't do the whole one-at-a-time trope. Exactly. He has, he, and that's something that John Wick has, it's, like, so ingrained into the film. Yeah. Like, he, ha- he has to fight the entire world single-handedly. He has yeah. to fight off so many people, and, none, and very rarely, occasionally you do get it, but very rarely do people just rush him one by one as he goes, like, well, you'll get yours eventually as soon as I deal with this ruffian. Yeah, you know? it's it's all like at once, but he uses it to his advantage. Yeah, exactly. There, you do get a couple, I think, in like the second where some guy will just run at him with an SMG and it's like, what were you planning on doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> like, watch watch them carefully and you'll just see someone try and hit him with a gun and it's like, you could have used that, pal. But uh, Someone didn't uh, pass school. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you do realize you have a gun in your hands. It's they like gave the, um, you bullets, didn't you? That's like the other guys where he's just got a wooden gun. Yeah. 
So we don't give Caboose real ammo, we just kind of give him party bullets, because he will shoot us in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just blanks. Dude, blanks will fucking kill you. Yikes. No, it's true. Don't give him blanks then. Blanks are blanks are still a real bullet or a real um real shell casing. It's just that they don't fire a round off. But they still have that explosion, that uh, that compressed gas firing out of them, which can kill you. Like oh. if you're only a couple of feet away, it's uh, fuck, I who was um who was it that died on the set of the crow? Something Lee? Bra- was it Brandon Lee? Uh I don't know. It's B Lee that wasn't Bruce. But yeah, they Oh no, but you're no, you're probably thinking of Brandon Lee. Yeah. Brandon Lee, yeah. Cuz Brandon Lee was killed on the set of The Crow by someone using a blank. Oh. Really? Yeah, like they were thinking, yeah, blanks won't blanks won't do anything and sure enough he just got hit by this like burst of gas out of the uh, out of this handgun and it killed him. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was the defective blank. You can still do it. Like that's the, that's the thing people don't pick up and when you're watching jo- uh, John Wick, what they're using is there um is there like gas cylinder airsoft guns? Oh yeah. So, so they look like real weapons, but when they like, especially on the handguns, when they pull the trigger, they still have like that mechanism. Like you'll still hear you'll still hear the sound of like a gun, you know, like the mechanism of the gun, which saves them some work. Yeah. Um, and means they don't have to composite in like VFX shots of slides moving. Yeah, true. But it means that they don't have. It, it means they get to get by without like actual gun effects. They can because they can just put all that stuff in later. Apparently, a few people have killed uh, people with blanks. Yeah, exactly. You th- you think, oh, it doesn't fire a bullet, but it will. And if something's lodged in the barrel, if you're not playing it safe, same deal. Okay, that's uh, never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So airsoft is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way they use it. They just like it's the well, same guns you'll use. It's the same guns that usually just fire BBs, but instead they just they just unloaded. So when you pull the trigger, they'll uh, fire like a little bit of gas, and you'll go and lock back. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough then. Yeah, so that's you know it's a super simple way to do it. it Although to it be simulates fair, you can't, a bit you can't of, get airsoft guns in Australia. You can't in Australia, no. There might be like some licensing you can do, kind of, but they're pretty much treated as full blown yeah, firearms, firearms in this country. Yeah, I, I think I think you could probably do it if you had like an armor on set or something. Possibly, yes. and like gun licenses and stuff. There's there, a lot. There's I, I a think, lot. There's a lot of ways to go through it, but you can potentially do it. I think. Yeah, I think there's. I know. I know you have to re- meet certain requirements. I remember yep. once I looked at the Victoria Police like film form. Yeah. And there's certain requirements. You need like a licensed professional on set. Yeah. But like, if you if you got a big budget film, you've got this licensed professional. If, you've got if the you're money. planning on shooting an action movie here in like here in Melbourne. You'll do, you can do it. Either either you don't use those sorts of guns yeah. or you have the budget that will get you those guns. If you have a professional armorer, you can work around it. Yeah. Like armor the armorers they use for film can can walk a director through this stuff and say, here's what you'll want, here's what you need, I can provide this. Yeah. You know. And if it just means painting the tips like the orange tips out on a couple of, you know, pro, uh, prop hand guns, yeah. you can do it. You know, there's oh, yeah. plenty that can work with it. And once again, VFX will carry you pretty far if you need them. Yeah, VFX will get you all the way if you... Just don't make finger guns into real guns. <laughs> oh, that is the worst thing I can imagine. What, using a finger... Like, what, like holding your hand up in a gun shape? Yeah. Well, now I want to do it. <laughs> you can use real firearms on set, but mm. you need, like, permissions and let them know and stuff. Yeah, a lot you can go away with a lot provided you call the police and have the right forms lodged, which is what you do. You know, like a lot of the time on on a film set, they'll shut down part of the street or you know have a closed location. 
yeah, you can you can get imitation firearm. But yeah, so that's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's go back to John Wick then. Away Naturally, from, um, back to the film. On- onwards to the John Wick. I found it interesting that it's all triggered by a dog. Like I'd seen the meme about like John Wick's dog, and yeah. I was like, surely this can't be. But it is it. But like that's it's a lot, it's a lot deeper though. Oh, it goes a lot further down than just they killed his dog. No, because it's like he was finally grieving over his wife. Yeah. Because she sent him the dog. Yeah, it was like, a chance for him not to be alone. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Yosef kills it. Yeah. <laughs> Which John... is just a fucking dick move. My favourite thing was that, like, um, bloody John Wick um, speaking Russian back to him yeah. at, like, the start. And he's like, uh, what? Oh, fuck. If only you'd known who it was, boy. Yeah, I think, don't think he would have bothered. Yeah. Well, he might have. He's kind of a dick. He's really, um, yeah. He's got no idea what's going on. Yeah, like it, it's the 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 moment where it clicks. Like, oh, this guy's not to be not to be messed with. Is right when he takes that stolen car to the uh, to the chop shop. Sure, Aurelio, yeah, yeah, and he just goes, "Dude, you get the fuck out of my shop. <laughs> so Never come My father back. owns you. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not chopping up that car. We own. I own you. It's like I work for your father. I work with your father. I mean, like to be fair though, like Aurelio has a point. Like I think yeah. that guy, that guy has like an, Yosef inf- has like this really massive inflated sense of self-importance. Mm. Oh yeah, like you see it in Red Circle where one of his own bodyguards has a go at him because yeah. he's like, "Nah, man, we're keeping you safe, not your babysitter." Mm. It's like there's yeah. a difference. I'm here to watch over a boy, not babysitter drunkard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of that particular guy, there's also a lot of like kind of it, it's very almost video gamey in the way there's almost boss fights in this yeah. film. Like there's there's several maybe like three or four people in this film that John Wick has to fight that aren't just clap you're dead. Like they're people who he actually struggles with and like are built up weirdly built up over the film despite never learning their names. Like there's the guy who's running security at the nightclub and watching over um, Yosef, who who he has to fight twice. Yeah. Like he knife, like he he fights in close combat this guy in the club who then throws him off the second floor balcony, and then he comes back across that guy when he's ch- uh, when he's tied to the chair. Yeah, there's Yosef himself, there's Vigo, and then there's uh, Vigo's like American bodyguard who doesn't understand Russian. Oh, the vulture. Yeah, who 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 he fights over like the dumbest like yeah i don't know why he's there if he doesn't understand russian i don't understand what this guy's job is in particular (laughs) or who he is or what his relation is because like my favorite my thing the thing that i don't get is that like you're working for the russian mob yeah but you don't speak any russian he doesn't speak russian he also doesn't have a gun he spends the entire part where he's getting where he's like getting rammed by john wick's car going like oh ow my my inny bits can someone hand me a weapon, please, so I can fight Mr. Wick? And then he gets ram, and he just gets sideswiped. Yeah. He's the shittest one. Yeah, he's the vulture. Yeah. He, he honestly plays into that a bit where he's just kind of pathetic. Yeah. But yeah, there's, yeah, you're right. There is like those people. It's like the other guy with um, Yosef who's hanging around him all the time. Yeah. Like, he, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, who, who are these people? But then he has to, like... They're, exactly, like we never learn these like these three people's names, but he has to like one act each, like each act yeah. fight one of these guys with like some escalation, you know. He even gets beaten by one and has to come back later. That's how yeah. insane this is. Yeah, it's 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 like if you're running a D and D campaign and you're like, oh right, uh, yeah, all right, these these uh 
these are easy. You got to move this one to medium, and then uh, back to easy. You got to have this end of dungeon battle. It, it's like a um, it's like a recurring mini boss that comes yeah. up. Like this is the first act mi- mini boss that you have to overcome in order to f- defeat the the general, the bigger enemy. Yeah, it's it's like you know you got to complete the temple and then you can fight Ganon or yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 this weird thing where he has to go through the entire like Russian mob in order to get to Yosef in order to get to Vigo. <laughs> yeah, at one point is I, I like at the point where he's like, just give me Yosef, hand over your son, and then it's like, nope, you're all going down now. Then, <laughs> oh, you killed Willem Dafoe. Fuck you too, pal. Man, Willem Dafoe, ultimate bro. Willem Dafoe was just, fucking fantastic. Willem Dafoe could have just ended the film. Oh yeah, he had every opportunity to kill John Wick, and he's like, maybe I won't. Yeah, to be fair though, because Willem Dafoe was his like teacher or something. They or like it's uh, not really stated. They've they've we know they have some history. Um, yeah, yeah, that seems to go back. And to, it's like an amicable history though. That's the thing. Yeah, un- unlike everyone else in John Wick's life, who was like. Yeah, I'll fucking kill him. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he he does not want to. <laughs> yeah, he's the one person who I don't think ever goes, yeah, I'll try killing Wick. Everyone else at some point he meets in these movies threatens him or tries to kill him at oh, some point. I was about to say Harry, but then I remembered Harry pulls a gun on him. Yep. <laughs> but to be fair, the Continental is a interesting place. Dude, the Continental tries to have John Wick killed several times in the second and third movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he break the rules? Yep. That, so the um, the setup for the third movie is that um, he d- is they breaks the rules of the Continental in the second film. So oh, okay. so at the end of the second movie, that's when they put out this giant hit on him, and the entire film is spent with him like on the run as every hitman on the planet tries to kill him, and he like shifts countries several times in that film, okay. and every time he rolls up into a new country, there's some group of dudes who are like. Yo, John Wick, fucking found you, dude. Welcome to my corner of town. And he just fucking claps him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's gr- Third movie somehow gets more ridiculous. Where like in this film, yeah, he gets shot once or he gets wounded once and that takes him out of commission. Like he gets stabbed at one point and that's him down for the count. Like he's got stitches. It pulls him out. You know, it slows him down for the rest yeah, of the, uh, it, for the rest of the I, movie. I like I like that bit where the doctor's like, "All right, he still got business." So Tendu's like, "Yeah, it's like, all right." He just sighs and he's like, "Take these before you do it." That, you can tell he's done this a lot. You'll pull your stitches, but you'll still have function full function. Yeah, it's like, and then like my favorite becomes later. Do you need any pain management? He's like, "No, I've got that." And he holds up his bourbon. <laughs> yeah. So in the third film. I think I think they put so in the second film they start put like he starts layering up with a bit of body armor. In the third film, he wears a suit that's uh, layered with bulletproof uh, plates. Like the suit itself is bulletproof. So there's a shootout in the Continental where you can see like rounds ping off his uh, off his like off his suit. <laughs> it's fantastic. They're basically wearing juggernaut armor. <laughs> It's it's hilarious, <sighs> like how far they take it. So there's a moment where he actually takes a few rounds in the back, whips around and shoots a guy. It's great. God damn it! It's great. Like they do seriously escalate, but I actually like it. Like yeah, they yeah. they escalate plausibly each level. Yeah, they don't go like bonkers from the get go. Yeah, like the first film's very grounded. Yeah, and that's what I like about it because like yeah. you can, I can see where you could get some real weird things going on. Yeah, and I recommend you watch the second and third when you get a chance. Um, the second one's great. It's got like you know they they take everything they had in the first film and go a bit more. Like they have yeah. it. They have a whole sequence where he's driving around. Like, like they have more yeah. of that driving, which is something that's kind of very set into this. Where he starts off 
with the muscle car. Like, do, you know, you can see he's yeah, got driving when, expertise. When Aurelio takes, gives him another car, it's another muscle car. Yeah, and also, like, we, we see that the only thing he seems to do with his life is wake up at 6 a.m. every day, take his car out for a spin to, a, um, to an airfield and drive around like a madman. That seems to be his daily routine. Yeah. So they do a bit more of that in the second film. They also have a brilliant sequence that I recommend you watch where he's in basically a house of mirrors um, for a shootout. Like, picture the club scene. So they have so they have the typical, every film they have to have yeah. that sort of club shootout, which is set in the Colosseum in the second movie. Legit. It's in the, Colo- like, in, in Italy, in the, Col- in the Colosseum of Rome. It's a, oh. it, There's a rave going on, and it's it's ridiculous, but I love it. All right, I got to say it then. Um, and then, like, the finale is in a house of mirrors where there's a billion John Wicks running around the place shooting people. It's incredible. It, and there's a, there's a brilliant shot right at the end of it that I, I reckon yeah, you just watch right. for that. And then the third film goes even more Yeah, like you were saying, ridiculous. with the juggernaut armor. Yeah, they have, they have a whole team. Like, he's wearing, you know, some bulletproof pla- uh, plates, which make him, like, at least able to take a few shots in. But there's a whole scene where they're, they're, being in, um, they're being invaded by these guys who are in the juggernaut armor. Like, they're wearing bulletproof armor. So they have to figure... So him and, like, this other person have to figure out how to deal with these guys who can't be shot. So they're having to, like, grapple these guys, stick guns through their plates and fire. Ooh. So it makes, like, this... It, it become, it's, it's got one of the most brutal scenes in the entire trilogy in it where uh where like john wick's grappling a guy in a pool like trying to take this guy down it's incredible all right i'll watch it later then yeah so definitely get onto these because i love these movies they're 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 really good and i think the third from memory the third's one is probably my favorite oh yeah just because it has so it's got some really great stuff in it and like almost a little bit of physical comedy kind of in more of like brutal way like there's yeah. a scene that takes place in a in a, like a muse in a, sort of like a weapons museum oh, yeah. where there's just like sh- where where these the, like John Wick's fighting off like 15 dudes um throughout this entire sequence and they're like breaking display cabinets and grabbing knives and throwing them at each other. Oh please no, it'll damage the exhibits. <laughs> oh trust me, the exhibits are plenty damaged. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes such a brutal slugfest. So I really recommend you check out some of this stuff. All right, I probably will. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Mike's Camera Action.